It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character. So you guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James is here. The opinions are run without representing any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on his will. Not mine. In this episode 163 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Woohoo. All right. So you guys probably haven't caught up. You guys, meaning uh, Dennis and James, you haven't caught up on the last week's episode that we have to make some corrections because everything that we thought was going to happen... (laughs) Went, didn't yeah, went the exact opposite. So maybe you can clue us in, Dennis, and uh, and talk about the last seven days, which actually, from when we're recording this, will be a little off base too, time wise. But what what happened? When did it start? And when did uh, his his plans take over? Yeah. Well, at the time of recording this right now, I sh- I'm supposed to be on a big giant ship. In the middle of the Bermuda Triangle, and I'm not. I'm here in lovely Celebration, Florida, with you two twits. Um, so yeah, I the at the last moment, the day before we were supposed to embark on the cruise, uh, we decided to cancel the cruise because my pet puppy Peaches started having seizures, like really bad seizures and it is really scary and you're distracting me with your pictures i'm i'm kind of famous now so someone's taking pictures of me um but yeah my puppy started having really bad seizures and it was really scary and like we took her to the vet and they don't know what was wrong with her they just gave some medicine so you know we didn't know what was going on so we decided to stay home with the puppy instead of going on the cruise. So at this point, we don't know if it's gonna be rescheduled or anything. Uh, Right now, my puppy hasn't had any major seizures in like the last three days or so, but she's not completely herself. She's still stumbling around. She seems kind of lost and confused, but she is kind of wagging her tail sometimes right now. So that's, that's good, I guess, but yeah, that, that's been my week. It's been pretty emotional. So, how about you guys? Thanks for asking. Uh, it was a, a good week. I did, uh, did Country Thunder Music Festival. Country Thunder! Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. A um, lot of drunk people. I honestly don't even think about them. Maybe because there are so many drunk people at my work, like... I don't know how many at James's work you can attest, like really drunk. There's just a tremendous amount of really drunk to kind of drunk people that are around where it really doesn't bother me anymore. 
How much do you actually interact with the really drunk people? Since you're like part of the entertainment, are you even got that much contact with them? So every day was like, thanks for asking, Dennis. Uh, it was probably an hour and a half total of like that interaction. And then when the night gets really late and those people are like fall over, um, then I I usually try to keep my distance just because there's there's no point. They're not going to remember the interaction. I am, and it's not going to be a good one for me. So, but it regardless, I like just looking at that and going like, God, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that, you know. And <laughs> there were so many people. Oh, what a mess! The cell service was like non-existent. Because there was so much pull. So people had to walk two or three miles to get service to get an Uber. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was taking them forever. So as I'm driving out of there, you know, clean and sober and happy, I'm looking and there are people just passed out on the side of the road that just decided that they are no longer going to walk. And they're just going to use the sidewalk and the curbs and everything else as their bed. And yeah, Dennis remembers those days. It was it's a it was a very uh, unique thing. That was probably the the most of a mess that I've seen. Um, and as we're recording this a little bit early, uh, I I just I wanted everything with Dennis to be fresh in his mind. And um, so this upcoming weekend, when this when this airs, it'll be last weekend, but. Uh, Halloween is coming and trick or treating and all that. So ex- is this, our Halloween episode? this is technically, I guess, our Halloween episode. Like last week and this week, Halloween's like smack dab in the middle of of the two. So, um, yeah, Are you guys, you guys dressing up? Anything for Halloween, James? <clears throat> um, <laughs> no. I'll be wearing my Oogie Boogie shirt, the one like I'm wearing now. Yeah, you're wearing a Halloween shirt right now. It is. There's little bats on me. They're actually birds, but they're orange and black, and it's very Halloween-esque. When I bought this shirt in July, my kids said, Dad, why are you buying a Halloween shirt now? (laughs) And I was like, it's not really a Halloween shirt, but, um, you know, from... Discounts, boys. Discounts. From the last um, episode, I told you I was going to try to go down for my kid's birthday. And, um, and, and actually, right after that episode, I made a decision. Um, my wife got off that shoe schedule, but she got off, and I booked a room. And I went down and surprised them. And I got there um, five minutes late. We went to Benihana. And uh, it was actually the first time. It was great when I pulled up. I saw them all standing out there waiting because they had been waiting a half an hour. And I rolled down the window. I was like... <laughs> Happy birthday! And they like had to do a double stake. They're like, Dad? And they were so surprised. It was the coolest thing. They gave me big hugs. And uh, it was also the first time my wife, myself, my two boys, and their mother, my ex, were all together sitting down and having dinner together. Had they they met before? They had met and they had gone through some times where they didn't like each Mm. other. So on. Remember, I was drinking for about three and a half years with my wife now before we got sober. So there was some anim- animosity, and but it was nice, you know, five years in the making, and it was about time. And we won't do that all the time, but it was nice we could do that for the boys. Um, 
there was no awkwardness or anything? No, no. We were, it was just all about, we went to Benihana too, so everyone's focused on the chef cooking in front of you. And mm. the chef was, he dropped some things. He dropped an egg twice and broke it. He knocked over someone's <laughs> glass of water onto the place. A- on accident? Or yeah. Part of the show? No, it was all accident. Who, who caught the most shrimp in their mouth? We didn't throw shrimp. No thing. way! God, what <laughs> shit! I think you need a refund. You didn't get the good. My show. both my kids ordered like a triple thing, and it came with shrimp. And neither one of them wanted shrimp, so they like give it to my dad. So I had all this shrimp. I was like, "You guys, it's ten dollars more for the shrimp. Why would you?" I didn't. That's what I was thinking. Like, why would you buy that one? Why get the triple when you go to get a double? Yeah, it was exp- for five people to eat at Benihana. It was like two hundred sixty dollars. Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's including the tip. God, man. But I, there's, there's, <laughs> and the, and the the hotel, food, the hotel and valet was about two hundred. But there's, a, <laughs> there's a silver lining. Um, I'm ready. Afterwards, we were right next to the casino. Oh no! I went <laughs> and I played an. I, I was with my wife and we were playing for a little bit. And I, she's like, here, play that one. I sat down. I had ten dollars left. I got down to one sixty. Then I got free spins. I ended up winning. One thousand dollars. No way. On a ten dollar little card, and I was like, and I walked away with all of it. So, so I was that like, paid for the whole. It week? paid for the trip. <laughs> it was perfect. Is that God's plan? I don't know, but I could have kept playing and giving it all back. But it was, it was just a really fun, relaxing thing, and um, I had fun. And for Halloween Sunday night, I'm gonna go to Sea World because they have Hollow Scream. And I figured I'll bring in the Halloween night at a Halloween venue that's mm. probably not too crowded. And I've, one of my friends that I worked with is a scare actor at that one, and he told me where to go. So we'll see. Thanks, James. Congrats on winning here. I, heard, uh, I actually heard good things about uh, that. I heard it's not as scary as Halloween Horror Nights, like Haunted Houses, but they're, they're making it better. And one of my friends, actually, that used to run one of the stations at my company she's now head of promotions there so i'm hoping that there's going to be some more kickback of free stuff and different things so that way maybe in the future you guys can benefit from uh from some of that because i think that would be pretty good so not that every topic is about dennis we actually take our turns but uh last week leading into the topic and this week just kind of made sense and I went through, I know it was like a year ago we did willingness, but that's a different uh, thing than his will, not mine. This is more like turning it over um, and surrender. So if you're, you're going through something, you could pretty much all group those into like parent episodes to this or family episodes um, coming along. It, it's... And if you're like, this is one of the situations that if you never explained it, no one would have noticed that they were similar topics. I mean, everything's tied in, right? So there's there's offshoots of um, essentially how to deal with things not going your way, and uh, the solution for that. So I'll I'll pick out three really quick ones for my share. If you guys can think of three times something didn't go your way and how you made it through. Um, I don't know. Dennis is thinking. Just think about it. Um, when I first came into the, the rooms, the very first time that I was told, hey, you know, just got to go with it, was, tw- 
I'm doing the math. 16 days before my 30th birthday, I came into the rooms. And at that point, I had already had planned my 30th birthday being on a party bus. And I actually said to my first sponsor, two days in, I go, hey, do I have to cancel the party bus? (laughs) And he's like, yes, you have to cancel this party bus. He said, what was your intention of this party bus? And I said, well, I was going to go there and get drunk. And he's like, I don't think 16 days or at that point I met him the second day. So 15 or 14 days. I don't think that's enough time to fully grasp and take from what you thought was like now I could go on a party bus. I could have a lot of fun knowing that I'm going for the destinations and the journey. I I, I guess the journey more than. Uh, the destination, which was every party bus I'd been on to before, was just to get annihilated. Um, so when that happened, I had to turn it over. And I said, you know what? I was supposed to get sober before my 30th birthday. I wasn't supposed to be on that party bus. Um, and so I didn't. So that was the, the first of many. Um, the second where... It was his will, not mine. I had completely excited uh, feelings of being able to spend the last six six weeks of my now ex-wife's pregnancy um, being all about the baby. And I was going to every night talk to it sounds weird but like talk to her stomach so that way my daughter could hear because she had just started kicking uh the week prior and i remember turning down an opportunity to have my hand on my uh, wife's belly feeling my daughter kick because i'm like i got the next six seven weeks it's all good and then my wife started having issues and within seven days from that point had to have a like an emergency delivery of my daughter and I wasn't able to do that and I was I had a lot of resentment I actually had to do a a a fourth step kind of on that on I guess a little bit of like me because I was really mad that I didn't take the opportunity at the time because I was like so focused on well i have to do i have to work more i have to do this i have to provide and instead i missed a lot of that moment and it made me sad so that was his will not mine of okay well this is what it is so i made it up to at the time thinking i made it up to uh you know my child by going into the nicu the 41 days she was there and holding her and being a part of that Instead of being like, I missed out on it. Oh, in like kicking and screaming. There's a lot of, even though I'm an adult now and a parent, there's a lot of kicking and screaming still I will fight through. And the last one was when I went through, and I'm glad we talked about it. We've been doing this podcast for over three years. Uh, My divorce, I thought in my head that I was going to be with this person the rest of my life, even if I wasn't happy. And a lot of it I wasn't at the time because she would belittle me. Um, on stuff that I would sweep under the rug, you know, say that I'm not funny, I'm this, I'm that, and cutting words. And I wouldn't tell anybody, and I wasn't even honest with myself at the time, but um, I was devastated that the person that I I said I do to, even though I wasn't happy, I was going to 
commit myself to this person and that without any notice they were just like yeah no i'm not gonna do that um so i never thought it was in my plan that i was going to be a you know um i guess a person that was divorced and have a child that i couldn't see half the time and now I've accepted that 100% of the time that I have my daughter, I can do whatever the hell I want with her. And if I want to give her cotton candy because she deserves it for dinner, damn it, we're eating cotton candy. Tomorrow we'll have vegetables. But tonight we can have cotton candy, you know. And that's Is, is that a true story? Did you have cotton candy for dinner with your daughter? I actually hate cotton candy, so I won't have it around because I think it's garbage. But, like... There there are nights, like, uh, I don't know what the, the plan is. It's probably too late notice. But uh, this morning I looked, and uh, Hanson is playing Epcot on Friday. So I'm going uh, to go go to Hanson. And I uh, got actually, Olivia, just yesterday, tickets to get into Disney because I felt like it was, it was wrong saying she was two years old um, to get in because kids get in free to Disney. Up until the age of two. So I just kept saying she's two, even though she's four and a half. <laughs> and, and it's it, an honest program. It also, yeah, it's an honest program, Dennis said. And I also felt, <laughs> I felt bad that like on the monorail, I'm like, hey, remember, how old are you when you're in Disney? And she'd say two. And I'm like, all right. Now if <laughs> you're teaching your daughter to lie. At, uh, you know? Uh, so anyway, so now she doesn't have to do that anymore. So, so it's good. But, uh. There, there's good morning. There's a lot, lot of stuff where it is his will. It's not mine. And when I say a lot, I mean everything. <laughs> you know, if if uh, something seems difficult, it's probably because I'm trying to take that will. So I try to stay away from it. And with that, Dennis or James, rock paper scissor, real quick. Who's next? One, two, three, go. Oh, James wins. I win, so I get to speak first because mine is more important. And um, that's God's will. His will, not mine. And it's a good topic. I can honestly say that, you know, before five years ago when I became sober, I had no idea what God's will was. It wasn't even on my radar. Like when people would talk to me about uh, God or anything, it just was like, this mystical force that was out of reach or people were just, you know, stupid for think, believing in God. And now, like, I believe so much and it's become such a part of my life. And it's really given me so much peace, you know. Um, and it, it's a lot of its acceptance, too. Like, you know, if things don't go my way, um, maybe there's a bigger reason for that, you know. And I do believe that God's will is... Um, will always prevail, especially if there's forces that, we, that are unseen and he's uh, controlling those forces. I do believe that we have free will, um, but I think his will got me to these rooms and where I'm at today. Um, when I think about some examples, um, the first one I can think about is when um, I was really addicted to painkillers and I was... Um, I had been stealing them from my ex and um, I was breaking in somewhere in the house to 
to get them, but she didn't know I was breaking in. So I was, I was like taking five a day, and there was probably like 150 in this bottle. So, but then it was her stash. So by the time she finally found it, there was like four or five left, and she absolutely went ape shit. <laughs> she called my parents, my parents, and and and. It was bad. It was bad. I was crying, and then she ended up. She realized that I was like, I was not. I was completely insane. And she called um, a treatment center, and she got me into a treatment center like that day. How old? I was twenty-seven or twenty-six. Mm. Twenty-eight, actually. Yeah, it was twenty-eight, two thousand and eight. I went in on New Year's Eve. And I remember when I, go, I went in, people were like, I can't believe you. Why didn't you wait a day, you know? <laughs> and I swear that was like the conversations I had. But, you know, my – and I was there for three months. And, you know, through that, I, you know, I learned about AA. I learned about the program, like, because I was just living it every day. Um, it didn't – it wasn't enough to get me sober, but it was a taste. And I think that was God's will because I had – that was not on my radar. I wasn't looking for it. You know, he was working through her to get me somewhere to get help. And through that, you know, I started a new job. I, I worked for a, a nonprofit company. I, I was a life coach. And I, I, I had bouts of sobriety. So life was getting a little better until it got really bad because we know that it, it's progressively bad. So I think that was definitely one of God's wills. Another time was when five years ago I was um, – really sick and i had a blood clot and we were on our way um we had been evicted from the hotel we were living in and oh it's a little baby squirrel okay and sorry i'm just <laughs> that's dennis that's up baby squirrel. <laughs> Jeez. uh and then we got we went from west palm beach up to celebration and i had run out of medicine and I was planning to drive up to Nebraska so we could stay with my parents. It's like, yeah, sure, come up here. You can figure it out. And then when I told my my mother-in-law that, she's like, well, what are you taking for your blood clot? And I was like, I told her the medicine. It's like, well, how many do you have left? I was like, I just ran out. And she was just like, she just couldn't, like, what is wrong with you? Mm. And she's like, well, you're not going anywhere. You're going to the hospital. And then they readmitted me for a week. and And it was crazy. And... They're like, well, you guys are – you're staying here until you get well. And <laughs> that was five years ago. And uh, we've since built a beautiful relationship. Um, my wife, her parents, and, um, and we get to live here and, you know, we contribute. And um, we all live in, uh, in harmony together. And I, I do believe that was God's will again, working through other people, looking out for my well-being and it's um it's 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 a real peaceful way to live um because i had other plans and god's like no just stay here and and because of that i've met just wonderful friends dennis mike you guys my best friends that i can count on and call upon and life is sweet and you know it wasn't my will to move up here but I had no choice. And because of that, you know, I've, I've suffered greatly not being there for my children. Um, I don't know if that's God's will, um, but it's certainly my choices. And I've done everything in my, my power that I can to make it up to them. 
by visiting them, going down there whenever I can, bringing them up here. And I think because of our times together are so fun and sweet, like I've built better relationships with them if they were just with me all the time. It's hard to explain. Maybe I'm just blowing smoke, but um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good now, the relationships. And, uh, you know, you do the best you can uh, with the choices you've made. And we move forward from here. Dennis, you're up. Woohoo. Um, yeah, every time I hear this topic, I'm always reminded of the, the phrase, uh, sometimes not getting what you want is the biggest blessing that you could get. You know, and that reminds me that, you know, I don't always want what's good for me and I, don't, I definitely don't always want what's best for me. So if I hand it over to God and his will or whatever, then things typically will work out better for me, even if I don't necessarily seem, see how, you know, or, or how it plays out or notice it even. But it's, it's a good reminder that there's probably a million situations in my life where I didn't get what I wanted and I cried like a little baby or like pouted like a toddler and then it might have saved my life, you know? It might have, like, kind of like if I stood five feet over this way, maybe that piano would have fallen on me, you know? But because some redirection, it, you know, my life turned out better than it could have. Um, so, yeah, as far as examples, I was trying to think, and I can't think of a lot. But I'll touch on this cruise thing, you know? Like, I was going on this cruise with my parents which is fun and exciting and there was things about it I was excited about and things that I was anxious about just because that's what I deal with um and because of my dog Peaches being sick we decided not to go and you know we could have easily like put her up in um boarding or whatever and like give them instructions or give them this medicine and stuff but we decided it was more important to like be there and I think not going and actually being there with Peaches and having Peaches be at home where we can comfort her and take care of her rather than the added stress of being somewhere else probably contributed to her getting better a little bit and then for all I know we could have gone on the cruise and like gotten COVID or something crazy could have happened or I could have fallen off the ship or something, but it didn't. So I, or we didn't go, so none of that happened, but who knows? But it's funny because this is also the second time that I attempted to go on a cruise where it got canceled. So, like before COVID, I was supposed to, like, if you go back to those episodes, we're supposed to go on a cruise to the Baltic, which would have been a longer cruise with, like, touching, like, I don't know, like, seven countries or something that I've never been to. So it was would have been really cool. But we didn't go because COVID happened. Um, And, you know, that is God's will, and you just have to accept it, especially the situation of the world at that time. Um, You know, I don't know... If anything, like, bad would happen, but at least, you know, we didn't, like, 
go on the cruise and then COVID happen and like then we're like quarantined to a cruise ship like a lot of people on cruise ships ha- did at that time, you know. But I don't know. I I typically try not to think about all that stuff. To me, it's more of an acceptance thing, right? So like I have plans. Something happens. It derails those plans. And I could either be upset about that, which I often am, or I can come to accept it and just, you know, have a little faith that that going this way is a little bit better than going that way. You know, even if it doesn't seem like it, I guess that's where faith comes in. But other than that, I think that's all I got at the moment. Thanks. Thanks. Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Dennis. Thank <clears throat> Something. Something I really like, and it's a part of my personality, I think it started when I did get divorced, is I am so meticulous about making a plan. But when the plan doesn't happen the way that I originally wanted, I'm okay with it because almost like that's where I can see God. And if I have nothing planned today... The thing that I'm working towards, and maybe I'll never get there, but I do have intention of being completely okay with having no plans, sitting at home, watching TV, and if nobody reaches out to me, then that's what I'm doing. But I have an issue with that right now. That's my life. Yeah, I I don't have an issue with it being your life, but I do have an issue with it being my life because I feel like like it works out – you know, perfect to have. Here's an example. Okay. So last night I had, um, intention of having some leftover, uh, Italian food that I had in the freezer in the morning yesterday. I took it and I put it in the fridge in the past when I've done that, it's thought out, got home last night. Didn't, did not thought out at all. Not even a little bit. So I said, you know what? It's it's totally good. God, you don't want me to eat this. So I had an Uber Eats coupon, which would have been 50% off. It would have been nice and easy. I already had oranges and strawberries and a bunch of stuff that my daughter Olivia loves. So her dinner was all set. So I said, I'll, I'll just Uber Eats something. I did that, right? 30 minutes goes by. <laughs> I get an email and a call from Uber Eats customer service in California telling me that my driver had a flat tire. <laughs> and I would not be getting my food. And I go, all right, God, so what do you want me to do? You want me to wait for my Italian to thaw out? So I put in, put it on the counter. I waited an hour. It was not thawed out. I microwaved it for like, no lie, I don't know what's going on. Apparently frozen spaghetti and meatballs, 20 minutes in the microwave still is not enough time. So I just cut it up with a fork and knife and some of it was hot and some of it was still frozen and I ate frozen spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. That's what it is. What do you say about that, Dennis? That's that's God doing for me what I cannot stand. <laughs> I love when food's hot and cold. It's like a surprise every time. <laughs> <laughs> there was legitimate ice chunks oh, yeah. in my spaghetti. I was I was really... I was not happy. I was even trying to like I was putting the hot parts on the cold and trying to it's this is life this is life as it is unmanageable. You know, dealing with this. All right, fi- final words, James. Cl- close it up. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> you were paying attention, so I figured I would I would give it to you. I was. You guys you guys are goofing off. Well,
It's another another great what episode. The, what the thing doing? Huh? What do you what do you mean what's the, the thing that we're doing? The willing. Oh. I make plans and God laughs at them. So that's what it is? That's our ending quote. That's that's our ending quote. So we're well, you're okay. supposed to do it as a joke. No, it's it's a, it's already been it's already been done. It's already too late. We'll be back next Thursday <laughs> sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode one sixty four with it effective characters. Entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, we're professional. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next time.